Well, hello everyone. And uh, first of all, thank you to Nicholas and all the team at Capital Link for arranging such a fantastic event and embracing technology to keep us all connected. Uh, 2020 has obviously brought us many challenges. And of course, all of our thoughts are currently with the shipboard crew who are unable to return home to their loved ones and be relieved after many months on board due to border controls. However, COVID has, as Dimitri Fafelios already mentioned earlier in the conference, brought the industry closer together and in many cases increased collaboration as uh, the pace of change in our industry uh, has evolved. In this session, we'll be touching on one such pace of change around remote surveys, which clearly has been driven as surveyors, inspectors, specialist service engineers have not been able to get on board vessels. And what this has driven is ship managers, flag and class collaborating uh, and increasing the use of remote surveys in order to keep our ships and our people safe. And that's been driven by the determination that the critical supply chains that our industry provides, whether that be for food, fuel, medical supplies or household supplies, continue to reach the communities that need them the most so that our world is in a stronger position to fight the virus. Now, remote surveys are not something new. They've been available in the industry for years. However, as a result of COVID at Lloyd Register, we've seen up to 25% of our survey activity move to being remote. And of course, this has brought some real benefits, but also some challenges. In the next 40 minutes, we'll look at whether the willingness to accept remote inspection and survey methods through the necessity of COVID will become a new normal. And I'm delighted to be joined on this session by leading shipping companies, leading flags, and uh, Martin, who will also ensure that we consider in our debate the opportunities for commercial betting and SIA type inspections. So with that, I'd just like to maybe hand over to the panelists so they can introduce themselves before we go into the questions. Okay. Thanks, Nick, and good afternoon to everybody. It's a real privilege and honour to be able to join you on this panel. My name is Katie Ware. I'm the Director of Maritime Safety and Standards with the UK MCA and also the UK's Permanent Representative to the IMO. Thank you, uh, Nicholas. Uh, this is Michalis Fantasopoulos. I manage the Liberian Registry out of Piraeus in Greece, where we support about 1,350 vessels managed by Greek companies, and we do offer remote safety inspection and other remote surveys, as we will explain later. Thank you, Nicolas, and thanks to the organizers for inviting me to this discussion. My name is Tamatis Gorboulis. I'm a general manager of Euronav Ship Management Elas. Uh, Euronav is uh, one of the biggest uh, crude oil carriers uh, operating uh, more than uh, uh, 70 uh, crude oil carriers of uh, ranging from ULCC, BLCC and Swiss Max is uh, listed in the US Stock Exchange. We operate the ships under four different flags, two different classification societies, and we employ a, a very big number of different nationalities on board the ships. And I'd like to second your concerns about the seafarers that are still 
somehow trapped on board, on board our ships, many of our ships. Thank you. Good afternoon, good morning, and good evening, wherever you are. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Mick, for the invitation. So I'm Martin Crawford Brunt. I'm CEO of Rightship, where I've been for the last two years. We're now doing approaching 50,000 vets a year on tankers and bulk carriers and around 3,000 inspections, and I'm looking forward to our discussion this afternoon. And hello, and thank you for inviting me, Nick. And first of all, I would also say that our biggest concern right now, that's the seafarers, so we can uh, get them safe home to their families and get some order in the shipping and the worldwide uh, community in that sense. Uh, my name is uh, Ralf Juhl. I'm the technical director of Hafnia, Hafnia, which merged with the BW tankers last year. We are operating, uh, we are owning up to 90 uh, product tankers, various sizes, and we are commercially operating around 180. So for the ownership of uh, 90 tankers, we are exposed to between 800,000 inspections every year from class flag customers. So uh, we take this uh, remote audit inspection uh, subject very, very seriously. And I look forward to this discussion with, with the flag and other uh, class and et cetera in this forum. Okay, thank you all. Um, so I'd like to kick off the discussion, um, perhaps turning initially to, to Martis uh, and Ralph uh, as the uh, ship managers on the panel. Just maybe you could start us start us by uh, sharing you, what your experience had been with remote surveys prior to the COVID crisis and, and how uh, that has changed over the last few months during the crisis. Um, we started uh, the experience of uh, remote surveys, I would say, quite recently, last year. Uh, it is uh, an option that is welcome and offered by the classification societies. Um, thanks to technology that is available nowadays, this is possible. Um, I would say that um, the experience was enhanced and intensified during the period of COVID. Uh, to give an idea, uh, the, in the first half of uh, 2020, which is to date, so to say, even before uh, reaching the half of the year, we have almost doubled the remote surveys compared to 2019. And uh, certainly, uh, this is also related, mainly related, to the COVID-19 situation, which um, gave uh, a kind of uh, extra need to perform surveys that otherwise would have been uh, carried out with a physical presence on board uh, or at the office, I would say even, um, through this uh, remote uh, uh, technology, through the technology that offers uh, the possibilities for a remote survey. So this is how it is, and uh, I feel that um, uh, in reality, COVID-19 has boosted a dynamic that was already there from last year. And I, I'm very much in agreement with you, Stamatis, that uh, COVID-19 boosted it, because um, 
remote audit and inspection hasn't been, it's not on, we are not unfamiliar with it. Uh, we have done it for a long time. Uh, we have done it for uh, the, the damage surveys, if it was a minor dent or hull scraping or something, we have taken some pictures and, and uh, fixed the issue with a class. We have done uh, part of our annual survey uh, automatically, so, so it is definitely not new, but it has always been followed by a sort of a skepticism where you often wouldn't require uh, a follow-up audit with physical presence of a surveyor or uh, an inspector or port state uh, or, uh, officer or, or something similar. But I think that the COVID-19 really uh, made us think, uh, think twice because suddenly everything stalled, uh, except from the expiry dates, they kept on coming and they came fast uh, with the certificates and audits and surveys and everything was just uh, expiring. And of course we could seek extensions and we could extend and we could uh, continue just to push the wave ahead of us, but it was not a sustainable solution. So getting these verified, well-documented audits in place to the satisfaction of flag uh, ship owner and class uh, and customers was very, very necessary in a, a, a very, very uh, rapid mode. So uh, I think that COVID have pushed what was uh, just ahead of us, something we had to deal with. I think that just five years back, maybe uh, we were not, maybe we, we didn't took it seriously enough because the development of the internet on board the ships is quite new with uh, prove uh, or with, uh, with sustainable uh, connections to the ships, which is required. You need a high uh, internet connection to do a proper uh, exchange of documentation and pictures and live pictures, etc. cetera. Uh, but I think we underestimated what we actually had and COVID have pushed that forward. And I definitely believe that uh, um, uh, remote audits uh, surveys, they have come to stay and we have to work uh, more seriously with it because it's a huge benefit. Thank you, Ralph. Thank you, Mr. Martis. Maybe I, I just quickly turn to Martin here because uh, picking up on Ralph's comments that remote surveys are here to stay. Um, we've, we're we talking initially, I suppose, around class and flag uh, surveys and, and inspections, but of course, as also a, a, a wide range of activity, much more around the commercial side and, and vetting Martin. Would you agree with Ralph's uh, statement around uh, they're here to stay? Yes, I would agree with the fellow panelists that uh, remote servers are here to stay and maybe even we can boost that with, with additional technologies. However, I would say the only caution is that we also consider what the limitations are because I think the last thing we want is the credibility of this to be challenged uh, by various stakeholders and other participants. You know, so I think that in the early days, sort of the extensions were just extensions on extensions. And I think there's a serious conversation to be had in terms of where does that limit lie in terms of the type and condition of the ship that's to be inspected remotely and thereafter, when, when do boots on deck follow? So I think it's very much a case of of utilizing the technology to enhance the capability, to enhance the planning, the information and, and the contact on board. Um, but at a certain point, I think there needs to be a recognition that you still need to have boots on decks. And that is beyond, you know, the sort of the, the um, asset condition. It's also around issues of welfare for the crew, supporting the crew with maintenance technicians, things like that, which 
which are also very, very important, you know, and a number of reasons um, why these things need to happen as well. Yeah. Excellent points, Martin. Um, and I'm going to turn to our flag representatives here because um, you talk about, yeah, I think you use the word there also equivalence and, and making sure consistency uh, is, uh, is, is key within the industry and we don't go and, and, and fall in any uh, in, in pitfalls as we evolve the way that we assure the safety and standards on board. So Katie, maybe you could also just share us share with us your experience and how the MCA has been uh, evolving over recent recent months. Yeah. So, I mean, Ralph made a very valid point. We'd been mulling over initiating remote surveys um, with our ROs for a long time, and without a doubt, COVID has accelerated that. The first bit for us was when we've been faced with this, what, what industry is referring to the extensions beyond extensions. We can work in the three-month statutory, but what happens when we get past that, and obviously IAX did a great piece of work there, um, which was led by LR, in terms of the underlying principles that we can do so that we can assess our vessels, um, so that as and when we come out of the other side. So the first bit is how do we deal with the extensions beyond extensions, and without a doubt, remote surveys are part of that suite of, that suite of measures that we've got to put in place so that we can risk a you know, risk assess our fleet and prioritize our resource. And Martin mentioned that as well. So there'll be some vessels that we can go, okay, you're good to go, we'll extend. There are the other vessels that we will need to simply put the boots on the deck. And then there's a whole batch in between that we'll be able to utilize the remote surveys um, as part of this extension beyond extension. Then moving forward, obviously, we're going to start trialing actually doing statutory surveys. And again, you know, there's going to be a big bow wave. We need resources going to be precious. We need to work with our ROs. So it's a real stakeholder collaboration piece. And that, the collaboration between the flag states and the ROs is going to be critical in this because the flag states are going to have to act responsibly, you know, ultimately it's their it's their responsibility to make sure these vessels are safe so i see a huge amount of collaboration between the flags and, and the ro's michaeli anything to add to that yeah what i will say is um, we as a flag administration the last year or so we start uh, authorizing class uh, societies on remote surveys and then when covid 19 uh, attack the industry uh, as part of our annual safety inspection program we establish our own internal procedure and we move fast uh, uh, from the digitalization uh, training of our inspectors uh, putting together a, a standalone scheme on how to inspect four and a half thousand vessel uh, remotely, basically, safety inspection our solas, marpol, these type of items, regulatory items. And the challenge was to establish a level playing field, practices that apply to all vessels, and uh, to be in communication with the DPAs and also the officers on board. I'll say it's not in our case too much of extension of an extension and, and we do not view a remote survey to fulfill the extension of a statutory survey we use remote survey to fulfill the liberian flag requirements that annually at least once 
the Liberian flag vessel has to be inspected on a bunch of items. And what we did, we released our own checklist to the DPA and the master, and we sought their assistance in an interactive mode to make sure that the vessel is in compliance. As simple as that. Mm. And so far, the, the, the program has been successful. We have more than uh, six, 700 vessels uh, inspected remotely, and we are expanding uh, to preparatory surveys for imminent port state control inspection to be done remotely, to international ballast water management certification remotely, and also to audits, ISM, ISPS, and MLC. All of these programs are under development. So we are in strong belief that in addition to boots on deck, as Martin uh, have uh, said, uh, remote is here to stay. And maybe I can just uh, go back to, to 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 Ralph. And you 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 mentioned earlier, Ralph, that you've been um, you know experience of remote surveys before. We've we've we're we're clear that uh, consistency here is key. Uh, you're working with different uh, class societies, different flags, and of course your vessels um, uh, often will have different charterers, different port state control approaches. Would you welcome more consistency around the interpretation of remote servers and what can or cannot be done? Or are you comfortable with the level of collaboration that you see going on at the moment? Um, no, I would, I would, uh, I would uh, appreciate that uh, a more formalized or standardized uh, set of rules for remote uh, audits and inspection was formed. Um, that would make our job easier when we are Agreed with the various uh, authorities that we had to agree it with. Um, so, I, and I'm fully aware of the credibility in the inspection uh, because fraud and uh, falsery, etc., uh, that will kill the whole idea of a healthy uh, remote uh, inspection system. Uh, and especially also in uh, connection with what Martin said, uh, if 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 it turns out, especially in the beginning, that people are using this remote uh, inspection regime to do a little fiddling, then we for sure will not get the oil majors for our part with the tankers. We'll definitely net, not get them on board and accept uh, uh, this more uh, administrative uh, inspection regime. I think what we should look at is to remove the bottlenecks because uh, a, a healthy remote inspection uh, system would indeed save time in ports. It will save us for deviations. It will save us from having a lot of people on board the ship, not knowing the ship. We could deal a lot more with the people that has followed the ship, maybe from new building, or uh, if, you have a, uh, if you are from Singapore, it's maybe the Singaporean inspectors you work with, you, you could, uh, uh, you could get closer connected to the inspection party, whether it's the, the flag state or, or the, the class directly. Uh, so, I, so I think you will have a lot more transparency in a healthy remote uh, inspection system. So I think we should go all the way. I think that next target is that you only see the ships every five years when they're in for special survey. That would be the ultimate. I'm, I'm, I'm very much aware that it won't happen overnight. Uh, but, but that 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 should be the aim, uh, and in that connection, 
we need this transparency going into the uh, into the future with uh, CO2 savings, uh, emission rules, uh, autonomous ships. You will need all this transparency also within ISPS, uh, ISM, MLC. You will need all this transparency to be put on the uh, plate if you want to go for autonomy. So, so yes, I think remote is is a very very important step stone in in getting further into the future. Please, uh, Demartis. I have to say that I was a bit intrigued by what uh, Ralph mentioned uh, as being the objective to see the ship every five years, uh, if understood well. I, I feel that uh, definitely the experience we have uh, and which has been, as we discussed, so much more intensified during the COVID, has demonstrated the capabilities and the potential of uh, the concept of a remote survey. There's no doubt about that. I fully agree. I fully agree that uh, we have to secure the credibility of this method, otherwise we are going to destroy it. Um, however, the remote survey, and I would like to emphasize the word survey as opposed to inspection, which in my opinion, it's a bit more uh, specific observatory exercise comparing to survey, which is a more broader uh, activity, multidimensional, I believe. Uh, with a person that has an experience and, and knowledge meeting, of course, the ship on board, but also the people of the ship that are on board. There are, in my opinion, some limits there. Uh, maybe part of the, of the survey can be, uh, remote, be done remotely, of the currently the surveys performed. Maybe the scope of the onboard uh, visit may be different, but uh, as I can judge, at least now, I think it, we will miss uh, the objective of the re survey regime if we say that we see the ships uh, every five years. Yeah, I think maybe if I just chip in from a from an official Lloyd's Register perspective here and represent some of our, our IX fellow members, I think um, I think we are all keen to uh, ensure that we don't lose momentum that COVID has allowed us to build up, particularly around the collaboration over the last few months. But I think, as you say, credibility and trust, particularly across the many stakeholders in our industry. Um, who may not have had that first-hand experience of just what we can now achieve with the much better bandwidth connections and, and broadband capability when we connect to ships and we can see live video streams um, is something that we, we all need to be conscious of and work on. I, I, I love Ralph's ambition and uh, it's a good ambition, I guess, for us to have in our sights of that five-year vision. But I think... Um, it would be fair to say if, you know, and I think most of us here have had this first-hand experience,
those first five minutes when you walk up the gangway and you're using your ears and your nose and touching things and talking to people uh, and smelling things sometimes, you, um, you form an impression of the ship and uh, how it's being managed uh, probably before you reach the master's cabin. And that's probably one of the things that we do. We all need to be conscious of that as we evolve to new techniques and maybe the first engagement is when the, uh, the live video screen connects and we're already in the cabin um, is, is something that I suppose the, the people within our industry and across the wider stakeholder community need to, need to be um, comfortable with and prepared to um, uh, evolve uh, together with. And I, I suppose that's a, a, a good point maybe for me to bring in uh, both Martin and Katie. Katie may be speaking from your personal experience at IMO. Martin, across the wider, particularly commercial uh, uh, aspects and um, oil, dealing with oil majors, dry bolt charterers. Um, how realistic is Ralph's dream of five years? Everybody's allowed a dream. Um, <laughs> and... <laughs> It's what keeps you going every day. Um, I don't think we should write it off. I'm a little cautious. I think Stamatis has made a really valid point. There's a big difference between inspection and survey. Inspection is very interactive. It's, it, it's about what's going on on the vessels, you know, doing crew drills, etc. So it is from a survey point of view. Um, I also agree with Ralph around the standardised approach. I think that's key because, you know, for example, when the ROs get audited by EMDA, they need to demonstrate that they are doing what they, they they're following the rules and the procedures and they've got the clear instructions and the guidelines. Um, I will let Martin pick up on the sort of vetting side of it. But in terms of IMO, you know, IMO legislation is written with intent. Um, and we have to be able to demonstrate, you know, that, that, that we are complying with that intent. Um, so I do, I do think from a port state control and a stakeholder assurance perspective, I think there will need to be a standardised approach and we are going to have to take this to, to IMO. Um, but I think, I think it needs to be taken to IMO as a piece of work that's been done and said, here you go. Um, because to debate this between 174 member states who are in very different places, um, it's quite difficult. So I think it will have to be led by the IROs and flag states that are using this to produce some form of guidance that will help standardise so that people know what's happening out there. So that when, if there's issues around port state control. So I, yeah, I believe it will need to be taken to IMO. There's a very sort of stoic view of how a survey is done and there's various instruments. So but it's a real education piece that we're going to have to engage with on the on the international arena. All right. So I believe it starts with um, with understanding what 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 we're doing in week, in each inspection, survey, audit, assessment. Yes. So I think once we've once we've skinned that and we've understood what are we trying to achieve on board, I think that makes it easier for us to standardise. Uh, because I think there is a vast difference. You know, if you think of it from a safety culture perspective or from a marine assurance perspective, actually we're trying to assess things like morale, safety culture, cohesion. It's very difficult to do that remotely. And I would say, you know, the one thing that I that are looking back on my career as a surveyor, I, I think some of the 
most meaningful jobs I did where I was actually able to help the crew because they found themselves in a difficult situation that they couldn't resolve themselves and they weren't getting the support from the owner that they needed. So, you know, there wasn't a good operator behind that, uh, behind that ship and behind that crew. So I think that, you know, there also has to be an element of risk assessment in terms of understanding which ships are we going to allow this on and under what criteria and what are we trying, what are we trying to do? So there may be different criteria for, you know, renewal surveys versus, you know, annual surveys. But also I think, you know, bearing in mind that, that a good survey is probably 80% communication, not to say that you can't do that, you know, remotely, but you know, a really good survey is forming a rapport with people on board, understanding them, you know, bonding with them and then really trying to help them. You know, it's not so much of a, of, of a kind of a police activity. And I think, I think that can be done remotely, but I think it is a lot harder. And I think we need to be able to separate and risk assess and then decide what is the appropriate uh, tool for the job. Yeah. And of course, as, as, with, uh, as with today's session, we've got uh, potentially hundreds, per, hundreds of pair, pairs of eyes watching uh, six faces on the screen now. Um, that, that, of course, also brings some real possibilities and benefits around avoiding duplication, maybe reducing workload on board, where uh, flag class, uh, the ship management company, potentially charterers, P&I clubs, could in theory all be getting the same access to the same type of information at the same time and reducing that burden of um, uh, let's say duplicity and workload of, of, of people on board. So I think it's important maybe we also look at the, 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 the benefits of the human element here. You, you mentioned already Martin the importance of human contact and being able to share experiences and, and pass on advice. But perhaps uh, any of the panelists would maybe like to share some of their recent experiences of where through this digital medium, we've been able to multiply that advice rather than dissipate the advice uh, as a result of remote activities. If I may say a couple of uh, words on that, sorry, Rafa. Um, our experience is positive because the way we do, even in the limited scope of an inspection, as Tamatis mentioned, we do not engage just the master. We engage the master, the chief engineer, but also the DPA, the company DPA. This is a link. You have to connect if you go remote. It's not just the master and the ship uh, that uh, you are surveying. In reality, you are surveying in a way the company too. And the company, at least in, in the sort of thing, is, is via the DPA in our case, you know, but it's all the technical department and everything. So the, the, in our case, we have seen a rather positive uh, development where we engage more people from on board, but also company personnel at the same time. Ralph? Yeah, I, I, uh, I fully agree. And, and if you look at the, uh, that part of it, uh, we extended our remote audit actually to, be, uh, to make a remote audit of the office uh, ISM documentation as well. So that has its annual uh, uh, verification audit done by Lloyds. Uh, and actually we could involve all persons 
cross-departmental. They could just sit in front of their computer and they could listen to the auditor and the auditee and they could assist, they could kick in. So uh, the response we got afterwards was that, that this uh, way of doing the audit had been extremely educational for the persons. They suddenly understand what happened in the other uh, departments. They suddenly understood the whole concept of various procedures that uh, are going in management of change procedures that are going from technical department to marine department to a crew department. And they suddenly got a, a whole picture of a lot of things. Um, so back to you, Nick, when you walk up and you do 90% of your inspection on the gangway, I would say uh, when I sailed, the chief engineer, he put his hand on the engine and he could tell if the cylinder number five uh, was in good shape or not. I'm glad that they are looking in the engine control room for that now. So, so <laughs> th things are, things are developed. I think we lost your sound, Ralph. Can you hear us? Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah, it's better now. Yes. Yep. Uh, okay. Uh, I just uh, I just think that that we'll develop and we'll be innovative in the way of uh, securing the credibility, and then so 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 I think it's not tomorrow, but I think it's maybe the day after tomorrow. It's not that far away. I think. Yeah. I fully, I fully agree about the potential that uh, this remote uh, salvation the technology more, in more general is giving for connectivity, uh, more, uh, I would say, even permanent connectivity with a ship and the shore. Uh, I still feel, uh, Ralph, that it is quite important to have an engineer that looks over to all the systems and the monitoring systems, but uh, to have also the feeling of, of the situation in the engine room is also, uh, uh, I would say, uh, quite uh, worth still these days. And I'm sure you, you want somebody to fulfill both, uh, both uh, qualities, I would say. Yeah. And I think um, we also recognizing, uh, I think as some of the earlier panels discussed, the um, importance of us being able to uh, continue to attract talent into the industry and how maybe the thought of uh, a minimum of 10 years at sea away from home before you can return to a, a shore-based job might not be such an attractive proposition given some of the other industries that uh, we're, we're competing with. Uh, surely there's some opportunities here for remote also to enhance the attractiveness of the industry, to bring in talent into the industry and to, um, to, to, to perhaps um, uh, in, ensure that as you know, we're, we're offering an, an attractive long-term employment prospect and careers that we've all, we've all enjoyed. I think definitely having that innovation and technology, you know, and, and using that as, an, as a, an, an attraction point. I mean, it brings in a whole lot of possibilities in terms of where people live and work. It brings in, you know, uh, possibilities to make it you know, easier for women to enter shipping and, and, and uh, being a surveyor. Uh, I know from my experience that uh, 
in, in class, it was actually quite challenging for all the ladies we had on staff, you know, to, 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 to visit vessels. Uh, thankfully, that has improved, but I think, you know, this is a great opportunity to accelerate that as well and bring a lot more women into surveying, for instance, or auditing. Okay, so I'm going to ask maybe all, all, all five of the fellow panelists to use our, our, uh, maybe a minute of our remaining time left. We have five minutes left. And uh, we'll go back to the original question that I think set the scene for the panel around um, whether or not the trend of remote survey um, that's, been, that's been accelerated by COVID now leaves us with a new norm that we're comfortable with, or where you think we should be going with uh, remote survey and inspection techniques as we uh, as we collaborate going forward. Maybe we start with Katie. Okay, so I think I feel quite passionate about this. They are here to stay, and I think the most important thing is that we do not lose the pace and the momentum that COVID has given us. Um, it's exciting. We need to move it forward. I think it brings us great opportunities i also agree with martin it will attract different people to the industry particularly this the world of surveying um i believe that for the for the short term it is going to be a case of supplement um replace or both i think it's a mixture of of all of them um but no i think it is they are here to stay and we've got to keep working at a pace in partnership with our operators the ROs and the flags to keep this moving and to build a stable credible platform for the new technologies and the remote thank you very briefly here to stay there are um uh, much more work needs to be done on the legal framework and the background, but definitely this will be one of the means to inspect and certify the vessels in, in the future, for sure. So I think it is here to stay, but I think, you know, we still need to build a little bit more confidence. We need to understand what the limits are of remote inspections. We need to tailor our approach to those limits. So I think there's scope for us to consider what can we uh, obtain on you know remotely or, or off the vessel what do we need boots on the on, on the deck for be very clear about that and I think the other thing is around scalability making sure we can scale this and get the consistency uh, such that we can con can continue to be credible and that uh, you know that uh, all stakeholders um, including cargo interests and, and others from a commercial perspective can also rely on this when when it comes to some of the uh, let's say more uh, human factor, softer uh, aspects of it. I feel that um, COVID-19 uh, gave us a very good opportunity to realize uh, how the technology can uh, give us the opportunity to be connected, although at a distance. And this is a very big uh, gain, I would say, uh, has uh, given us a lot of uh, experience on new dimensions of using this technology. Definitely this has to be used for remote surveys and not only bringing the ship with a shore uh, closer in, in any aspect. However, the limits are there. We have to find the limits both for credibility and for efficiency. And the physical presence on board is irreplaceable. Yeah, and then uh... 
it has all been said, so, uh, <laughs> but I can add that uh, there is, of course, issues to be dealt with, cybersecurity, credibility, etc. But there is so many low-hanging fruits out there, so we shouldn't set down the pace now. We should just move on and get this standardized, uh, get, uh, get verification uh, set in order. We also have to wait for ships that are not up there with uh, the IT systems yet. So we have time, but we shouldn't uh, says, uh, slow down the pace. We have to go for this remote audit. Let's take the low hanging fruits, which will just be evident for the more uh, severe and more heavy items that we have to deal with. And la lastly, I think it is a safety issue. Um, when a ship goes into a terminal, a tanker goes into a terminal today, you have a terminal inspection, you have a port state inspection, you have vetting inspection, and you have the ship manager who comes on board and main uh, inspection. Uh, it is a safety risk because that ship only has 24 hours to deliver the cargo, then it's off again. Yeah. So I think, I think it's also a safety issue. And yes, personal contact with the ship, but during port state, I think they would rather be without it. Uh, so, uh, so I think it's also a safety issue. I think let's move on. It's here to stay. It's development. It's innovation. It's the future. So uh, let's not be uh, the one to stop it. Absolutely. Well, I th I think our time is up. But thank you all the panel for all of our panelists. It's great to see this so-called coalition of the willing across our industry to uh, ensure we don't lose the momentum that we've built up and we uh, continue to move ahead positively. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. Thank you.